So I invited a very good friend of mine. Um, she is a business owner. She is an entrepreneur, and she is a boss bitch. Name <laughs> <laughs> is Ariel Saye, and she is here on the Plus One podcast with you all today. Hello, <laughs> hello. So okay, um, I gotta have access to her because she is my friend. I'm not gonna lie, but. <laughs> Before she was my friend, um, she is someone that I had admired um, when I met her at a panel discussion we did back in June, right, I think? Yeah, yeah, it was in the June, I think, yeah, last year. Yep. We did a mental health panel discussion uh, about mental health, and I just remember seeing Ari, she had on this dope-ass little, like, two-piece with some dad sneakers. <laughs> thought she was the coolest thing ever and then actually getting to know her um I realized how amazing she is and um I'm gonna go ahead and let her talk about how she got into her roles because she does more than one thing um and kind of you know how she got into being an entrepreneur and all these amazing things that she is well thanks for all your nice words that's really nice (laughs) um uh yeah like I don't know I guess I could start with that I I had been living overseas um, in Paris and Amsterdam for about seven and a half years prior to moving back to the States um, a year and a half, well, a little over a year and a half ago after my mom had passed away. Um, I was, well, I started out out there as a DJ. My history is that I was a model when I was younger and then I kind of got lost in the LA scene and didn't really love it anymore. And so I just picked up everything and moved to Paris for with no plan. And I kind of found my passion for like, I already had a passion for music in general, but I didn't really know when I was younger what I wanted to do in music. Like I tried to be a songwriter and that was all right. I tried to, I tried to, um, sing and that didn't work out you know so I when I moved to Paris I got some opportunities just by the grace of God like to be able to work at a radio station and speak English um, for a show that they wanted to broadcast in English so that happened and they naturally had all the equipment there for me to learn how to DJ so I would just stay after and you know um, ask people to show me a few things And I started to practice and, you know, one thing led to another and it was around the time where Instagram was starting to become something for creators and creatives, I think. And I was also an American girl living in Paris, which French people have like a little bit of an obsession with American people, especially from L.A. and like from Atlanta. Yeah. I'm surprised no young French people are obsessed with like American culture and music so um that like just got me a lot of opportunities off like off the jump and then I started sort of dabbling with my with DJing I had a lot of opportunities and they were all brand given opportunities so it basically happened that I ended up being kind of a makeshift influencer because I at the time there was not a word for that but I started a blog um, because I wanted to kind of share my experience as an American in another country and I wanted to write about it I've always loved writing so yeah I became like a blogger basically and a DJ there and that really sustained me for a good 
five or six years creatively um, and it was my job full time and I worked at a radio station and had a weekly show um, and then you know I I started touring in Europe as well like DJing all over Europe um, I'd go to Greece Copenhagen London um, Paris Amsterdam just like small cities in Belgium and DJ for different brands or clubs and eventually, you know, the, the nightlife grew on me and I did start to think like, <clears throat> what am I going to do after this? Because I was basically sober at that point, not because I had a problem, but because drinking just didn't feel good when I had to work. Um, so I stopped drinking and yeah, I, I don't know. I started to think about the future uh, about a year or two before I had ended up moving back overseas. I mean, to America. And um, I started thinking about the future and what I wanted to do. And I knew that I, in modeling, I'd always loved modeling. And the aspect that I loved about it was creating and, you know, making images come to life. And with my blog, I always did my own photos, like styling and also scenario wise. Um, I would just hire a photographer and be like, okay, we're going to shoot here and I'm going to wear this. And like, it, I learned that I was really a natural creative director. Um, and so I started Filet Mignon, um, which was like an idea for a zine. I started that the summer of, two, well, spring of 2018, I believe, um, while I was still living in Amsterdam with a bunch of younger girls, interns and stuff like that, who were artists working in the city who wanted to work with me. And we started production on that. And then um, I was touring in Copenhagen in August of 2018 and I got a call from my brother that my mom was really sick and um, he said this time you know she had been sick for a long time she had a pacemaker and heart problem but she he said this time I don't think she's gonna make it and I was just like kind of confused and I was in the middle of like a fashion week tour so I I didn't really know what to do. I kind of like my mom had been in the hospital before. So I was just like praying and trying to stay calm and keeping in touch with my family, which when you live overseas, the phone situation is sometimes sketchy if you don't have like a, a good phone plan. So I was using this app um, to call my family all the time. And like I had when I was doing this basically when my mom was in the hospital. So things were just really tense. And yeah, um, I finished my couple of dates. It was like two or three days that I had to play and it was really hard to do. And um, then I flew back to Amsterdam and started packing everything with the intentions of just coming home and being back here for my mom and taking care of her. And she passed away the night before my flight um, back home. Yeah. So that was like a little, you know, difficult, but... I came back and I decided I wanted to live in America again, not because I had to, but because I wanted to be with my family and, you know, monetarily also my opportunities in Europe were very limited because of my visa. I could only DJ and make side money as a creator. Um, so I couldn't really have like a corporate job or anything. And I was, right. I was qualified to, you know, so <clears throat> I didn't know what I was going to do and I wasn't stressing about it, but I just felt like it was time to start new. And um, 
I got an opportunity at V Files because I had worked with them before overseas when they would have parties for Fashion Week. I would help produce them and DJ. Um, I had an opportunity at V Files in New York. Um, I did not want to live in New York. That wasn't my plan, but I moved here for the job and they gave me head of community and music, which was right up my alley. And yeah, that was a really good like building step for me. And the job was kind of hard because there was just so much responsibility for little pay. And my boss was quite difficult at the time as well. So there was, I learned so much being at that job and I would never say I hated it or anything. I mean, there were times I hated it, but like it was very positive for me to be able to see what I could do in the corporate aspect um, and on a big company range. And yeah, I, I lost my job because uh, they had to cut back on staff. I lost my job about a year later or maybe eight months later and um, filed for unemployment and I was fine with that. And then Adidas offered me my position now, um, I had worked with Adidas in Europe for like four years as a creator, influencer, like doing performance um, things like around fitness and also DJing and just, you know, making content and stuff for my personal brand. And uh, yeah, someone connected me with another person and that person was like I think I need you you know I think this job would be perfect for you and now I'm working as um, entertainment influencer marketing Uh, I do basically talent relations um, for Adidas New York and I've been there since July I want to say now yeah so that's what I'm doing now but I also work as a consultant on my own with Filet Mignon, which has now become an agency. Um, And I'm really focusing on that because, you know, I feel like as creators, maybe I'm talking too much, but as creators, I feel like we have like a different view of ourselves than other people view us. And we kind of put a cap on what we can do and what we're capable of. And I mean, I struggle with that all the time, but I feel like now's the time to really go after things on your own terms and um, use the steps, the stepping stones that you've been given, but also don't forget that you can do your own things, you know, and with you are also an um, an entrepreneur as far as owning a cleaning business. Yes. Moody Maids, Moody Maids. Yeah. Moody Maids um, started Moody Maids September, 2018, the week after my mom's funeral. Um, Yeah. Wow. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I was at a friend's house. I came the week after my mom's funeral to visit my friend in New York for the interview for V Files, actually. And Max is like, I don't know if you guys know the brand Public School, but Max is like one of my longtime friends. He, I've known him for like 13 years. Yeah, he's a designer. And he's, you know, he's done well for himself. So his apart, I was staying with him at his apartment because he has a nice ass apartment and I was comfortable. And he left to go to work and um, his maid came in and I don't know, I just like, he left the money on the table and then I saw like she was doing all these things. He's like a bachelor. So he lives a very cozy life and, you know, his house is always clean. He always has like LaCroix in the refrigerator 
and like uh, yeah fancy. he's fancy cleaning supplies <laughs> and paper towels so she was just doing all that stuff and I was watching her and I was like yo like that's a pretty tight job like you know and it also she was Spanish and she didn't speak English so I was like thinking on two different aspects I was like oh I feel bad I wonder how she gets her job you know like how she negotiates I know Max is a good guy and he paid her what she deserves but I was like I wonder what the situation is for her to work you know because being in America not speaking English is really hard um and being a little older also is really hard like how do you find jobs like and then I was thinking also like what she's doing is really like helpful and I'm sure lots of people need this and so I you know I've always had a caregiver bone in my body for my family I've always played I'm the oldest so I've always played that role um, especially now with my mom being gone but before also so I had been thinking like fuck what are we um, excuse my language what are we gonna do as a family you know like I gotta figure something out my I have a brother I have two brothers but one brother needs a little more help than the other like my youngest brother um he ha- he got into some trouble when he was younger and not that I should talk about his stuff, but he got into some trouble when he was younger and it makes it really hard for him to advance in his career. So I was really concerned about that. And then also I want my father to retire in like four or five years. So I was just like, what could we do together to make money? Because at that time I hadn't even gotten my job yet at B-File. So I was like, I got to do something. I can't just like sleep on my friend's couch in L.A., forever you know um and that's what I was doing I brought my suitcases and I was like crashing at a friend's place and just kind of lost you know um but I didn't want to just like be with my family forever either so I was trying to like get in motion so I talked to my dad about it long story short and he was like this is a really good idea and then I started thinking of the name and I was like well I'm kind of moody and I think like when I'm depressed or sad I can't clean and um, everything gets cluttered and messy and I let it go until I feel better. So I was like, moody maids, like it it just worked out very well. And I didn't know how I was going to do it, but my dad gave me $800 and I hired a graphic designer that I knew and we started working on the branding and I just kind of kept my mouth shut about it and started the Instagram and, you know, the next month I was really focused with my job at V-Files. So I didn't do much besides for the branding aspect. I stayed quiet, but I filed for my business license with that money also and just did the the necessary things to get it started. And then now it's been, it'll be a year in May. And we slowly have started to have some really great things happen and really great motion. And it's gone slowly, but that's what I wanted, you know. Agree, and I I'm pretty biased because I actually <laughs> work with you on Moody Maids, and I go to some of the cleanings and make yeah. some cash. And um, it's a really great opportunity um that you have for those that you know want that extra side hustle and that extra money because we live in New York City and it's cheap. So, um, now with the pandemic going on, um, and this situation is kind of like a full wave over the world right now how is it for you as a business owner with um 
you know, people under you that are working and, and now the, the pandemic. Now, I, I know a little bit because I work with you um, for that. But for those out there that are thinking about starting a business or maybe you already have one, how was it for you during the pandemic being a business owner? My first thought when all of this stuff started happening was that I wanted my family and friends to be healthy. And I was kind of concerned about what 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 was going to happen. And like, of course, my own health and my father's health. My father just moved out from Atlanta with me about two weeks before um, the COVID crisis started in New York. And I think that was my first thought is like, oh, my God, like, just let's get everybody prepared to bunker up. Um, called my grandpa, sent him his insurers for like two or three weeks. And then I called my brother and made sure he had hand sanitizer, disinfectant. I ordered a bunch of shit like before it got sold out. I think that was my first thought. And then as a business owner, I, you know, with Adidas, I can work from home, thank God. But as a business owner for Moody Mates, I was disappointed because we had just had the new year happen. And I was really excited about what was to come and feeling hopeful. And we also saw a lot of momentum more recently about like more more clients booking and regulars booking and like having more daily bookings. So for me, it was kind of like, oh, we just got started. Like, this is not good. And also you're a cleaning company. So you want to you want to kind of be on top of it and just be like the daredevils and try to like make a solution, but at what cost? So I had to be very careful about what we were going to do. So I kind of shut shit down for just like a minute because I wanted to make a plan. And that's what we've been doing now. I mean, like there are so many solutions. There's very little answers right now. That's the only problem. But I do think, taking my biggest advice would be for anyone is to take it a day at a time and look at your solutions, look at your options. For us, we have started this program with um, some buddies of ours in Los Angeles and a floral company called Under New Management. They created a program called the Rosie program. It's like a freelance program where basically small business can businesses can u- utilize a pre-booking system. So if your clients are privileged enough to book you for services, they can pre-book. And what we would do in Rosie is then pay our staff um, for, the, for pre-booked hours. So if you were going to work eight hours, I would pay you for eight hours right now. So you have a little cash flow. And then when COVID is over and we're back outside again um, or the client feels comfortable to have a clean, you would be scheduled to work. But we've also found a very good way to work right now. Um, We're doing solo cleans, no contact cleans. And we have all the tools we need, luckily, because I ordered things like right before things really got crazy. Um, But yeah, I'm just taking it a day at a time. I'm not expecting to get money for living right now off Moody Maids. um, But it was important for me to continue offering hours to my staff because like they went from having a job plus moody maids to no job and only moody maids. <laughs> so I, right. I, I just like, that's terrifying to me. And so if I could find a way, I've been trying to find ways and we've just been keeping in contact, like, as you know, having right. meetings and just like staying in touch with each other. Yeah, and I think I think you know as a as a friend, I think that you're doing a really good job because 
this isn't something that's easy. And I know like the kind of person that you are and just me getting to know you, um, you care a lot about other people and their well-being. And I understand that this is one of those moments where nobody has control, really. Yeah. They really can control is how they're handling it. And even sometimes, you know, um, I call this series we're all in the same boat, but like I've said more than once, you know, even though we're all in the same boat, there's different levels to that boat, and people, there's some people at the bottom that don't have that much money and, and can't really put food on the table like they used to, or there's some people that have lots of money, like these celebrity influencers who are touting their quarantine, like, life in a mansion, so yeah. I just think that um, I think you're doing a great job, and I think that um, once this is all over, I know that Moody Maids will pick right back up because people still want Moody Maids now. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think that right now, like, I've seen a, a trend of people backing away from, like, maybe luxury stuff, but leaning more into small businesses and supporting real people. So I feel the same as you. I feel like it's a good opportunity to weed out what we were not needing to support before but to find new ways to support like real causes and real people and real things you know absolutely and so aside from the business world and you you know being entrepreneur you know you speak a lot about mental health and things like that on instagram which i find very important as i hate the word influencer but um essentially that's just what we are told to be called yeah how how do you how do you manage um are you staying creative right now are you taking a break from that and how are you handling your mental health and what do you do to (laughs) well (laughs) yeah well I've been I've been uh it's a good question though um I've been I've been in the middle I've been off and on you know like I've one day I feel like sitting on the couch all day and doing nothing and it's really painful to get up and do something The next day, I feel like, okay, I want to get some stuff done or I make a to-do list and it feels overwhelming, but I start to tackle a few things and then I get tired and I stop. And, like, that's kind of been, like, the trend of of that all. And I, I, you know, I have therapy once a week also and I talk to my therapist about this, like, I tell I tell her like I'm I'm in the middle of things, you know, because um, I I'm a very spiritual person. And I have my practices that have helped me over the last four or five years that I've been learning. And I try to utilize that and positivity into my life as much as I can. But I'm naturally prone to being a little negative sometimes. And like when things have hit hard, you know, and um, how other people that I love are affected really affects me as well. Like my dad's been a little down in the dumps and like, uh, negative about the situation and that affects me my brother has gone through some things my both my brothers are you know they have kids and they're at home with their kids like my sister-in-law's a nurse and my brother has to take care of three kids and homeschool them now and it's like I worry about other people a lot too and I think that that it um it kind of debilitates me sometimes and it's something I am working on because I do think we have to set boundaries for ourselves to be able to be strong enough to take care of other people um that's something that it's like the hugest lesson I'm learning like in life really 
in general. Um, and it's a really, it's like, I keep hitting my head on the wall because I don't listen to that. But, um, yeah, I think, I think with creating, you know, even I feel, I felt some frustration because I feel like I am a creative person. I have good ideas, but I don't want to create right now just to create. I don't want to like do something just because I said I was going to do it. I want to do it and feel good about it. And I think sometimes I'm missing the feeling behind things. Yeah. You know? Um, Yeah. I feel like it's such, it's like such a, there's just so many things to care about right now. Yeah. It's just really draining. Like I'm sitting in my bedroom recording (laughs) podcast too and I'm looking literally at the stack of clothes I need to put away and I'm like, I got to get this done. And then at the same time, I'm like, I got to get, you know, there's just so many things um, thinking about my family in Ohio and it's, it's so draining and I'm a mom. So it's very draining. It's a very, like, I, I, I love to create and creating for me actually has helped me yeah. during it's been kind of therapeutic for me but I also understand that for a lot of people it's not that way like some people all they do is create and now they finally have a time to rest right right and I think I for me I'm kind of trying to do half and half like when I like I guess Monday I got a lot of things done and then Tuesday I wasn't really feeling it and then I I I have endometriosis I'm on my cycle this week yesterday I was out for the count because of that (laughs) I can wait girl yeah and so I just laid on the couch and like you know watched tv and made some guacamole and that was okay for me and I think just being more comfortable the more you're comfortable with just like sitting with your quiet moments and restful moments the more that creating will come naturally to you like this morning I was more motivated to like get up and get some things done naturally um but I'm not putting pressure on myself. But also, yeah, I do think this time is important to do stuff. And because we just don't know what's going to happen. And also, you don't know when in your life, again, you're going to have this kind of time. Right. Because I feel like after this, after this is all said and done, we're going to be back to go, go, go. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, hopefully, knock on wood, like, there's not another pandemic like this that makes us stay home like this I mean I don't know I don't mind staying home even right now but you know like when it's all said and done like this was this is an exercise to slow down you know yeah totally totally so before we hop off of here um I know that you know with you owning a cleaning business and you being very vocal about what you go through um what is your number one COVID-19 safety tip Okay. Um, I would say just try to limit going out. Like we've even stopped going to the grocery store because I just don't want to take any risks with my father, you know? And also I, I would also say for New Yorkers, especially um, anyone who is listening, stay away from people because people are not listening to the six feet rule. And it's really aggravating because like it becomes problematic when you're trying to tell someone get the hell away from me like back up like what are you doing why are you wearing a mask and then coming right next to me like and breathing on me you know what I mean like you need to back up and I feel frustrated because when you say something to someone it comes off rude you know and then they're, they they want to talk to you and then start a fight. And, like, that's going to make you guys become closer together. And that's just, like, it's a whole mess, you know? <laughs> Defeats the entire yeah. purpose. 
So I think that would be what I would say to people is just like not if you're gonna if you're gonna practice social distancing and go outside and do what you need to get done, get it done quick, but also keep your distance and be mindful of other people that are trying to get in and out. And also to add to that, even if you don't think that you are a carrier of of the corona or you don't believe in the hype of all of this. Um, there are some people that do, and there are some people that are elderly, and there are some people that are very, um, they get easily sick. So just, it's not always about you, right. make it about the world. Like, yeah, seriously. I, I, I get a lot on social media where people like, downplay these types of things, but um, even if even if you're fine, that doesn't mean that your grandma is Right, and then, you know, and like, I have friends, my old roommate in Amsterdam I talked to him a couple of days ago and he was like everything's cool here but people are staying inside just to be precautious like and they don't even have as many cases as like we do in Holland but everyone is staying inside to avoid the nonsense from continuing and that's like kind of how you have to look at it I think if you're in a city that it hasn't peaked yet which I hope it doesn't peak but if everyone plays the part and just like takes this time to just be creative inside like it's going to be okay and if you have what you need you don't need to be out there you know absolutely absolutely amen (laughs) well Ari thank you so much thanks for having me thank you so much I mean I mean I know you was going to say yeah (laughs) but it's an honor to be friends with you it's an honor to watch you thrive and grow and be there cheering you on um go ahead for our listeners shout out your instagram and where they can find you okay um my instagram is at ariel sayeh it's a-u-r-i-e-l-l-e-s-a-y-e-h and if you guys want to take a look at moody maids that would be good too it's at moody maids and yeah thank you so much um i'm really happy for you to be doing your podcast and for you to have this project so thank you thank you my love and you lots of love and light. Yeah, Tell your dad I said and literally I'm literally getting re- ready to make Oh, right so young. He made some That's yesterday. <laughs> oh. <my laughs> God. All right. Well, tell him I said hello and I hope you enjoy your rest of your day and love, love you, girl. too. Thank you. Bye. Thank you both. <laughs>